Welcome back to That Was a Close One. I'm your host, Manisha, and this is a podcast where I tell my husband, aka co-host, Justin, true crime survival stories. Welcome back, guys. I hope y'all been enjoying our uh, new little podcast here and trying to keep the upload schedule consistent on the Tuesdays. And um, that way we don't want uh, to get behind and you have some something to look forward to every week. Now, today's story is a lot different than last the last couple episodes. This story is a animal attack survival story. And before we begin, we got two new followers on our Instagram. So we just want to shout you guys out. We have Jerron and Shannon. Thank you guys so much. Now let's get into the story of Gary Brown. So Gary Brown is a man from, I can't pronounce it, but I'm going to spell it out for you guys. <laughs> P-F-L-U-G-E-R. V-I-L-L-E-S, Texas. It looks so weird, so I didn't know how to say it. Okay. So him and three other Americans were sent to help a construction uh, in Africa, which is uh, to build a new embassy building. And on April of 2006, they decide to go to a local chimpanzee sanctuary up in the mountains of Sierra Leone. The sanctuary houses chimps that have been neglected from their parents and chimps that have been abused. They were touring the sanctuary in a vehicle with a driver named Isa and the three other Americans. The trip was going great. Then out of the corner of Gary's eyes, he saw something black quickly pass by him. He thought, mm, maybe it's a spider, but then he saw, and it was a monkey. So he decides to take a closer look and grab his camera because he wanted a photo of it. He wasn't sure if it was a chimp or a gorilla, but he did not want to miss out on this opportunity. So he grabs his camera, and that's when he notices that Isa, the driver, began to quickly drive backwards down the road. So he just quickly put it in reverse and just started darting down. What do you lead the dude? No, they, they're they all in the car. So oh. they haven't got out of the car. <laughs> it made it sound like he, <laughs> yeah. he got out to take a picture and the dude's like, oh, I'm out of here, backs up, <laughs> leaves him. No, he was still in the car. So they're all still in the car. Iso saw the chimp and knew exactly what was going to happen. This chimp's name is Bruno. And he has somehow escaped. Bruno was known to be dangerous towards humans. Bruno is a 6 foot, 270 pound chimpanzee. Bruno started charging towards them down the road. He eventually catches up to the vehicle and grabs the driver's side mirror and he just rips it off. Like it's just like a little limb. He just yanks it off. Yeah, those, those chimps are dangerous. You don't want to get caught in the mix with them at all. I know. He's six foot tall and 270 pounds. That's yeah. huge. And most of that's about pure muscle, too. And there's been, I've heard tons of stories where people, chimps get a hold of people and they just rip them apart like it's nothing. Mm -hmm. So Gary was sitting on the left side of the car in the back. And then beside him was a guy named Melvin, and he was sitting in the middle. And then there was another guy named Paul, and he was on the right. And then you have the driver, and then another person up in the front. 
All their windows were rolled up, but this is not going to stop Bruno. He smashes the window and tries to climb in at this point. And then all Gary could see was the chimpanzee's fur, like it's all in his face. Issa then switches gears and then he starts going from reverse back to driving straight down the road. This makes Bruno fall out of, out of the car. And when he's falling out of the car, he grabs onto Melvin, the guy that's in the middle, and almost takes him out of the car with him. But Gary quickly grabs onto his uh, belt so the chimp doesn't, you know, take him away. He was yelling at the chimp to let him go, let him go. Because he didn't know what to do. Like, how, how are you going to get him back? Gary, Gary finally gets Melvin into the car and he noticed that his hand has been mauled. So he takes his shirt off and wraps it around Melvin's hand to stop the bleeding. So now half of his, half of Melvin's hand is gone. Issa kept driving and he ran into a seven or eight foot tall chain wall gate stopping the car. They're now at a dead end. This knocked Gary out for a few seconds. Then they get out to run away, but Bruno was already there. Gary began to look for anything he could use as a weapon. He found a tree, like a, I'll say a tree limb. It's pretty, it's bigger than a little stick. And it had like a Y shape at the end. So he picked it up and he started yelling at the chimp like, you know, come here, come here, get off of him, get off of him. And um, he uh, ran towards him and then he, the chimp got caught in the Y shape. So Gary picked him up by the throat and then threw him back on the ground. Neither of you though to lift him up off the ground like that. That stick, he must have been pretty strong too. Mm-hmm. Well, he was probably like, we're going to live through this. He was probably like, you know, in, t in situations like that, you like get strength out of nowhere. Yeah, it's that general adrenaline rush that gets through your body and you're actually a little stronger than what you normally would be because you're just in that flight or die moment. Yes. So Gary looked around and he didn't see anyone. All he heard was the chimps. So by this point, Bruno has ran away since he's been attacked by Gary and he's just looking for his friends. He looked all over and then he saw Melvin. Melvin was laying on the ground and he was attacked by Bruno. His foot was pretty much bitten completely off. And then he looked over on the other side of the gates and he saw the two other Americans and he told them to run and look for help and that he'll stay with Melvin. Melvin told Gary he wasn't going to make it alive if we just waited here. So Gary picks up Melvin and holds him up and they begin to walk on the road hoping to find help. All Gary could think about was Melvin not making it alive. When he was walking down the road, all he could hear was the chimps in the forest, but he could not see a single chimp. So they were all hiding because Bruno was just so big. He was like the alpha. Then they see a white Mercedes army truck with African soldiers. They quickly grab Melvin 
and Gary and take them to the hospital. Melvin survived the attack, but he lost three fingers and part of his foot. Gary sees a truck out, and they open the back, and he asks, Who is this? Are they okay? Because it was like a bloody mess in the back of this other army truck. And they tell him that it's Issa, the driver. He did not make it. He was, as soon as they crashed, he ran, and that's when uh, he got attacked by Bruno. So this is before Gary even got the chance to attack Bruno. But the other two Americans did make it safe. Now the sanctuary has yet to find where Bruno is. They're not sure if he is alive, but they think he might be. Um, in the article that I was looking at, they say, I think he is alive and that they have set up traps in the western area of the forest and they have photos that have Bruno in it. They say that he has integrated himself into a group of wild chimps. There's very little chance of him uh, knocking on our doors. Besides, seven years is a long time for him to make up his mind to come back home. And that's the survival of Gary. Definitely a different take on uh, close encounters, but sadly there was one person that wasn't able to come out clean, but Anything to do with chimps or any type of monkey on the bigger side, even some of the smaller ones, you're very lucky to come out alive if they actually get their hands on you. Because once they get you, they're not going to really let go unless you do something to make them. Yeah. And, you know, they should have had more safety precautions, I feel like, um, in that sanctuary. Especially if they knew that Bruno was dangerous to humans. Um like, I would feel like, if anything, they need to have tranquilizer guns, and if push comes to stove, have a full-on gun. That way, if they are getting mob on, they can at least put down the chimp and save the people's lives if it's becoming too hostile. I mean, I wouldn't feel safe being in a chimp sanctuary and not having a, a gun or something on me. No one what they're capable of. Yeah. I mean, I would have been terrified if something like that would come towards me. Because in an article, it said that Gary was like five foot, I think, seven or eight. I'm not sure. But he was like, that thing was huge compared to him. Oh, yeah, those things are just big, you know, pure muscle. You know, they'll rip you apart if they get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was strong enough to take him down, you know. And um, all I know, if I was at this situation, I don't know. I don't know what would happen. I think I'd just get eaten instantly. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to really eat you. It's just more so they're just going to take your limbs, rip them off piece by piece until you're just a mangled little mess on the ground. Yeah. I don't know. They took um, Melvin. He was the one that was attacked, and he um, lost three fingers to him and then part of his foot. Yeah, the chimp was probably trying to bite at him, and they probably caught his hand in his mouth, and just they just bought down with all force and just took him off. Yeah. They have really sharp teeth, don't they? Like, oh, really, really you, sharp? You don't, you don't even have to have sharp teeth. We could bite off our fingers. If they say 
you could probably butt off your finger like as if you're biting through a carrot. At least that's always what I've heard. But, you know, with us, our mental capability and our pain receptors are like, no, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, with the monkey or a chimp having a way bigger bite force than what we do, they definitely could easily bite your freaking fingers off. Mm-hmm. All right, that was a close one for some and unfortunately not for one. So I got my sources from I Survived from AE on YouTube and then an article that is a blog called King Bruno, A Champanzee's Tale of Tragedy and Hope. Don't forget to like, rate, and follow the podcast. And if you guys have any suggestions, please send us an email at that was a close one. 348 at gmail.com and we will share it here on the podcast and check out our insta and our tiktok for the images of the story at that dot was a close one and that was a close one pope and also feel free to leave a comment on any of the tiktok through instagram posts if you don't uh feel like emailing us just leave a comment on a certain story and uh, possibly the link to the website that you saw it if that will make it easier for you to get us your suggestions yes and you can also on apple podcasts um you can also comment on there as you rate us as well for the intro and outro songs it is stream beats by harris heller and the background music is from ghost stories incorporated both of which can be found on spotify so if you like stories like this, or if you prefer the other ones, um, just feel free to comment. Yeah, like, just, I mean, hey, email us, comment, let us know how we're doing. That way we can improve in ways that you think we should improve, or just to have general feedback. That way we can hear from the people listening. All right. Goodbye.